Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. In this episode, I'll talk a little bit more about intimacy. The last episode was about fusion and freedom and how understanding these concepts can bring you some guidance in your desire to be intimate. But in this episode, I wanted to talk about what does intimacy look like? Is it staring deeply into one another's eyes while the Hawaiian surf laps a rhythmic melody under a pink and purple sunset? Well, yes. Is it also holding your lover's hair as they puke out food poisoning in a windowless basement bathroom? Absolutely yes. More so yes. Intimacy is hard for most of us. Not the idea of it. I think we all want intimacy theoretically. What we don't want is to shed the things that are stopping us from having a true intimate connection. These can look like our past stories, our attachment to the love itself, perfectionism, hyper-independence, or just this iron grip on what we think our identity is. All of these act as blocks to intimacy. Basically, they're fear. Fear of losing the person, fear of losing the relationship. Perfectionism is like the captain of the anti-intimacy squad. Yet intimacy asks us to show up in our flawed state. We hide our flaws to be loved, and in the hiding, we lose the love. It's both shield and sword perfectionism. When you're sick and unshowered, when you feel so blue, so sad that spiders have time to make a web on your toothbrush, you've been down that long, when you're angry, when you're crippled by shame, when you're disappointed, when you don't want to drive the kids, when you're having a panic attack, when you're choking, what do you do? Do you go to your partner? Do you let them see you? Do you allow yourself to be held? Do you allow yourself to be sick? Do you ask for help? Do you ask to be heard? Do you ask to be seen? Or do you hide under the metaphorical porch until the mood or the smell or the pain evaporates? Phrases like, I don't want to trouble you. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to be a burden. I'm okay, thank you. Not okay. I'm good. I'm badass. I got this. I'll just pay someone to listen. I'll talk to my mom, my brother, my sister, my guinea pig to vent because venting makes me look so unattractive, so needy, pitiful, sad, weak. All of those things can feel like a very real threat to your bond. 
This fear of showing up weak and unattractive is a lie. The voice that is saying these things will cause you to lose the relationship is a lie. However, do not slay the voice. The voice is doing its job. Once upon a time, long time ago, there was a need to protect you. And so the voice said, don't do that. You'll lose attention. You'll lose love. You'll be alone. You'll die alone. The protective voice is kind of dramatic. When you feel yourself withdrawing, pause. Find that urge to withdraw or to fight, if that's your go-to, and tap into where that is in your body. Your head, your heart, your throat, your stomach are very common places to feel this. Take a deep breath into the space that is whispering or screaming, run, fight, retreat. Sometimes the voice is just saying, pick a fight, you're so mad, and then they will run away. Find that place in your body. Breathe into it and then thank the voice. It has been the protector. And though it's a bit misplaced now, the protection is from love. And so respond with love. It is the only way, I promise you. The rest takes practice. It's hard to go from a person who seemingly needs no one ever with iron willpower, who has their life on lock, to a person who shows themselves in full vulnerability, who's really honest about not having their shit together. In the beginning of your journey to intimacy, you won't feel comfortable sobbing uncontrollably and asking to have your hair brushed or petted. (laughs) Start when there's a little charge in the moment. Ask to share a petty work observation. Notice when you're not feeling well and say it. Can you take care of dinner? Can you fold my laundry? Can you rub my feet? When the stakes are low, practice asking. And then whenever you ask or you confess to being less than perfect, when you confess to lying, when you are showing up in any way that is very vulnerable, celebrate the shit out of yourself. This seals the deal in your mind so that every time you're trying to change the pattern, your brain gets a little bit closer to making vulnerability your new pattern. Talk to yourself. Look at you, you little rock star. You confess to being tired and taking a midday nap. I'm loving you. Something like that. Something very sweet, very cute that acknowledges that this is hard, but this is the way we do it now. And then look for evidence that you exposing yourself as less than perfect went well. Even if it's neutral, like the person didn't even notice, is a huge win. Because you didn't die like your brain thought you might. When you're just starting to date someone, this vulnerability takes a little bit of elegant perception in timing and capacity. Yes, you need to show up authentically, but roll information out in a digestible pace. I had been in a relationship where I was not sharing anything. We didn't talk about problems. We didn't discuss intellectual things, emotional things. And after that relationship, I was all, I'll be damned if I coddle someone by being sugar and spice. And so I talked about all the ugly things in my past to a romantic interest on like the second phone call. And the person was completely and understandably overwhelmed. 
what I had done there in my wish to not hide was, uh, it's called emotional dumping. Try not to do this. It's not a test to see who can sort of take your vulnerability like a punch. Just share, but make sure the person is okay and along for the ride. It's very good to know if they're not, of course, but gauge energy levels. You have time. You don't have to tell all your stories on one date. Stories can roll out organically. If you're already in a relationship and you notice that you're preventing a true intimate state, talk about it. Tell your love, I do this and I am hoping to get better at being more honest in how I'm feeling. Sometimes I say I'm fine when I'm not. And then discuss it, confess it every time. Catch yourself when you're starting to armor up. Keep an end of the day or an end of the week journal to focus on all the times that you opened to love. Don't call it vulnerability if this word sounds like a weakness or like the trend du jour. Call it softening or strengthening or cracking the code or simply, I commit to intimacy. Use a word that appeals to you. A very wise man said to me recently, it would be hilarious to have a game show about the voice that tries to trick us. Like the contestants get to choose, like, is this their real true reaction or is it a wound? I would like to host this game show. I am your host, Gina Catherine, and let's play Name That Response. Up today is an anxious attachment style who has not heard from her lover in four hours and fears he is either in bed with someone smarter and better looking, dead in a canyon somewhere, or ghosting her. When he calls and starts telling her about an amazing sales pitch he presented that afternoon and secured a highly influential new client, she is near paralyzed. How could he be so happy, so nonchalant, so jubilant? Doesn't he feel her pain? Here you can refer back to the previous part one episode on intimacy where I talk about fusion. When he notices that she's quiet, he says, babe, is everything okay? She says, yes, sure. I'm just tired. Congratulations. I'll make us dinner to celebrate. She doesn't bring it up to spoil his mood, and she doesn't bring it up at dinner, and she does not bring it up ever. What she did was walk away from a part of herself that needed care and she created a bed for resentment. And every time she does not express her true feelings, she will bring shape and form to that resentment. And resentment as a bedmate is far worse than a toddler or a golden retriever in bed between you. It is a passion killer. Her voice said, hide your feelings to make him happy. Her voice said, choose his comfort. And her voice was wrong. It's a sleeping voice. It's a frightened voice. It's a childish voice. To wake up, you have to know the difference. Learn to communicate. Learn that your worries deserve to be acknowledged. Funnily enough, when you do acknowledge them, they get smaller, not bigger. In this example, when he's offline for four hours and he's pretty secure in their relationship. It's not even on his radar that she's anxious. He has no idea. But if she knows it and she shares it, even if she knows it's an old story and she shares it, they can make a simple plan. 
He could offer to send her an emoji every 90 minutes. If he's really not able or willing to do that, maybe send a cute or sexy audio message with a text that says, lots of meetings today, gonna be offline, listen when you miss me. There's always a solution, and the solution is never stuffing what you need. Our next contestant is George Costanza from the hit TV show Seinfeld. George desperately wants to be in a relationship, but sabotages every single one to escape. He was constantly in a state of chaos because he said he wanted a partner, but he acted in ways to kill the partnership. His voice told him that the myriad of reasons to ditch women for the smallest offense were valid. And to add to George's problem, all the other characters were dismissive and fearful of intimacy on this show. He needed a great coach to help him unpack all of these difficulties. George's coach would need to get him comfortable with the idea that commitment did not equal stepping into his parents' marriage. Or George discovering that he's lovable and worthy of a great partner just exactly as he was. To stop pretending to be an architect or wear a toupee. We all try to put our best feet forward when we date, but if you never allow yourself to be in the room with a partner when your feet stink, and if you're not comfortable being your true authentic self, your relationships will always lack intimacy. Relationships that lack intimacy become stagnant, combative, sexless, or contemptuous. It takes practice. Practice understanding what you need to feel secure enough to show yourself in full honesty and then showing yourself. Get comfortable with your flaws. Love them. Show them. Relationships revive and thrive when both people bring their whole, true selves. You get to lean and give and receive. You get to cry and laugh and be playful Intimacy allows for the full spectrum of love and life. There's just so much richness there, and I wish it for you. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>